Hello and good evening from St. Michael's Manor Hotel here on Fishbowl Street in St. Albans. In just under an hour from now, we're going to be finding out which of our short list of individuals and groups will be heading home with one of the coveted 2018 Mayor's Pride Awards. This is Matt Jones and I'm joined this evening by Amanda Yorworth, by Aline Bavistat and also by Dave Adcock. Hi Dave, how are you doing? Hi there, good evening. And we'll be hearing from uh, them a little bit later on uh, this evening. Over the coming few moments, we're going to be talking to the people who matter at these awards, the judges, the nominees, and, of course, we'll be hearing from the mayor in whose name the awards are presented. The nominees this evening come from all parts of the St Albans community, from individuals who've overcome amazing personal challenges to groups who help care for our environment, businesses with a strong focus on the community, voluntary organisations, arts projects and health organisations. You only need to look down the shortlist for the nominations to see that the range of activities taking place here in St Albans is truly amazing, reflecting the extraordinary richness of life in and around our city. Now, the awards this evening will be handed out by the Mayor and are made in eight categories. Community Champion of the Year, Cultural Innovation Award, Young Person of Distinction, Community-Oriented Business of the Year, Environmental Champion of the Year, the Voluntary Sector Award, the Inclusive Communities Award and the Community Project of the Year. And that's all before the ninth award, the Mayor's Special Award, which is awarded right at the very end. So let's take a look at uh, some of the categories and also be hearing about some of the nominees. Amanda Yorworth, Aline and Dave have been out and about to find out more about some of the nominees. Firstly, let's hear from the nominees in the Environmental Champion Award. Amanda Yorworth went to meet Janet from Food Smiles to find out all about their work. Janet, congratulations. You must be so excited. Yeah, it's really great to win an award. We were nominated once before, but um, hopefully this time we will win it. Yes, fingers crossed for you. So tell us what Food Smiles does and how it helps the environment. Um, well, we're based in uh, Hammond's End in Harpenden, and it's uh, an organic farm that we're based on. So we are growing as a group of people, 30, 35 people, cooperatively growing vegetables. Right. Um, it's in a very wildlife-friendly area insofar as there's ponds there and clearly there's trees. And we have a bug hotel that we've built. Uh, and as I say, it's on, on an organic area. So um, we're very keen to ensure that we're not using pesticides, etc. OK. And what happens to the food that you produce? It's distributed among the members, so it is very much a membership group, that side of our food, of food Smiles. Right, okay. Um, people pay a certain amount, they work a certain number of hours, and each week, as far as possible, we take home a box of vegetables. Excellent. Well, of course, cutting down all those food miles, and you know exactly what's getting into that food as well, don't you? So you've been busy with new projects over the past year. Tell us what those are. Uh, yeah, it's been great. This time last year, we just started Hicksbury, which is on the uh, Community Development Agency site uh, in Hicksbury Lane. This is, this is a new food garden, is it? That's uh, another an extension, really, to the Hammond's End. So it's another area producing more vegetables for the members. Uh, towards the end of last year, we put up a new polytunnel there. So it's another extra source. We yep. can grow things inside. Uh, we're just starting doing seeds. I gather... Some of our members were over there in the snow, actually in the polytunnel, as warm as anything, putting oh, really? seeds in. Oh, were they fantastic? <laughs> That's great, isn't it? So you, you've really been expanding and working on new stuff. How about plans for 2018? 2018, I think, is really going to be our um, community garden year. We started in a small way in uh, about September last year. Uh, just outside the Auburn Arena, we set up a community garden. So it's completely different from the members, but the members are volunteering. Um, trying to encourage people that are passing by, people that live nearby, just to come along and grow a few vegetables, pick a few vegetables. So, um, as you say, anybody in the community can come and join in. 
Absolutely. So that's our first site, which is up and running, and uh, we've got another one we're hoping will happen this year, which is in Russell Avenue, just behind Marks and Spencers. Yeah. Same principle, but a bigger site, actually. So more food growing there, then. So anybody who lives around there should be looking out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you'll see us there on um, once a month on Sundays, usually in line with the... Um, Food market, farmers market. Right, so you'll be the one in the in the muddy boots and things, getting down and growing stuff. Janet, thank you very much indeed, and good luck with your nomination. Thanks a lot, Amanda. Now, schools play an important part of our daily life here in St Albans, and they're very well represented here at the awards, particularly St Albans Girls' School, which is up for two awards this evening in the Cultural Innovation category for their Stags in Colours event, and also in the Environmental category as well for their Eco Council. Let's hear a little more about that as we, uh, as Amanda went to meet some of the members of their group. Uh, my name's Emma. And my name's Isabel. Right, okay then. So you must be really excited with the uh, St Albans Girls' School Eco Council being nominated as a finalist for the Mayor's Pride Award. Are you excited? Yeah. Fantastic. Now, what does the Stags Eco Council do? What what do you do to help the environment? What what do they do? We'll start with you, Emma. So we have um, two representatives from each year, except in some years we have three. And everyone's like working together to make a difference on the environment. So we run different stalls, we help out in the gardens and we have different recycling bins and uh, use batteries facilities to help this as well. All right, so a whole range of things that you do then. Um, so tell, about, tell us about some of the projects that you did last year. Emma? Well, last year a few of us went tree planting to um, replace all the paper that gets used in making our school planners. That's a good idea, isn't it? I bet you get through a lot of, school, of uh, paper at Stags. Yeah. We did a stall of Switch Off Fortnight where um, people did pledges to write how they could help um, saving electricity and we um, advertised all sorts of different things as well. Okay, and and, uh, how did Switch Off Fortnight go down? Were people enthusiastic about it? Yeah, um, Emma and I in particular wrote quite a few pledges and people were very enthusiastic. Fantastic. So that was last year. What's in the pipeline for, for next year, Emma? Well, we have a lot of competitions planned and year sevens and eights will be growing sunflowers to see who can get the highest and the year nines will be growing chili plants and isabel is there anything else that you're up to we're also going to be introducing these green fairies where at the end of the day um um, volunteers will go around the school and just check the computer computers and monitors are switched off what a lovely idea i do like that girls good luck Um, fingers crossed that you do really well and well done for getting so far with the Mayor's Pride Award. That's Amanda talking to members of St Albans Girls School Eco Council who right now have their fingers crossed hoping to win in this evening's Mayor's Pride Award. Now then, we throw away 7 million tonnes of food every single year, the majority of which is still good enough to be eaten. For the average household in the UK, that equates to £470 a year of food simply put down the drain or into the bin. Two people are doing their bit for food waste reduction right here in St Albans, and they're Heather and Ruby from Food Waste Ninja. Their goal is to educate children about food and understand where the food comes from. Amanda went to meet them and their team to find out more. So I'm talking here to the three 
food waste. Now, I think senseis is the word for a ninja leader. What's your name, please? My name's Sabrina Henry and I am a sensei on the project and I lead the nutritional um, workshops uh, that are very creative. My name's Heather Foster and I lead on the economic workshops, teaching children about the value of food waste. And I'm Ruby and I teach about food and environment, why food waste is bad for the environment. So Sabrina, perhaps if you could start and tell us what food waste ninjas are and, and how, they, uh, how they're helping the environment. So the Food Waste Ninja uh, project was initiated by uh, Ruby, I believe, and you know her ideas are based on reducing um, food waste at school. Um, so we reach out to uh, also um, community groups and people that are interested. And the, the concept of Food Waste Ninjas is that children learn about the environmental impact of food waste, the nutritional impact of food waste um, in regards to sort of nutrients going in the bin and not into their bodies. And they learn how to um, value uh, their food and learn that there is nutritional value to food. And they also learn about the economic impact of food waste, that it costs money um, for food to be produced um, and for food to be grown, transported and to be bought. Um, You have to pay people to cook it. Um, So when it goes in the bin, it does cost money and money is being wasted. So you're getting them to appreciate that food waste is a a complicated and and big problem as well. And Heather, what what do the children think about this? I mean, presumably some of this they must have have heard before. Are they receptive to the project? Yes, the children have really got on board with it. We've given out stickers, uh, wristbands and bookmarks, which reinforces the messages and makes a bit of fun. They've really enjoyed it. They interact really well with the workshops uh, get quite creative with poster making and things we can pass on to the mayor and on to Sainsbury's. Yep. And, and has it worked? Have they stopped wasting so much food, Heather? Yes, uh, quite a lot of it has gone down. Ruby went in initially and Wade did food waste audits on the food waste at lunch times, and that she's seen a considerable um, decrease in many of the schools. Um, yes, to add to this, uh, one of the schools in Harpenden, Harpenden Academy, uh, the last food waste audit that I did, it was less than two kilograms among the whole school. From the whole school? Yes. Wow. That, that was absolutely brilliant. That sounds astonishing. Well, it sounds like the um, the project has been very successful so far. Um, what are your plans for the future, um, Ruby? Um, so there are some hard-for-share funding that's going around and somebody's been emailing me that we can apply for it. Um, so the the previous funding was enough for 10 school, but we are also doing going to, do, going to school and doing assembly for free. So if there's any school who would like to do an assembly, we would love to come and do that. Um, but yes, for the next year... If we get funding, definitely we'll be doing more and more schools. You, you feel that there's more more schools out there that want to become food waste oh, ninjas? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Many schools are reaching out to us to do the whole project. But because we have limited fund, yeah. we say that we can do the assembly first for you. Yeah. And if they want to run, they can either fund or wait for us to get funded by somebody else. And then we can come and run the project. Excellent. Well, best of luck with the, uh, the Mayor's Pride Awards. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was Amanda there talking to members of the St Albans uh, Food Waste Ninjas who are doing their bit 
to fix the global problem of food waste. And I'm joined now by Amanda. Sounds like such an amazing project, Amanda. Uh, uh, an inspirational project. Right. Really was. Three super enthusiastic women who are really making a difference, a measurable difference, with a problem that is not easy. I mean, we've known that food waste is a problem for a while. And let's face it, why would schools want to waste food? Right. But actually addressing that issue, actually changing attitudes, is a lot harder. And that's what they're doing. And the strategy of... of changing young minds as well you know educating the kids about this is absolutely critical isn't it absolutely that's right and the way they've done it with that the idea of ninjas you know they haven't gone in and made it as a you know the food waste project yeah. but they changed the kids into ninjas this is something really exciting and right. dangerous that we all want to do right and that's right this appeals to young people who hopefully will form habits for the future brilliant thanks very much indeed for that amanda if you've just joined us you're listening to the st albans mayor's pride awards for 2018 we are here at st michael's manor hotel here on Fishbowl Street, where currently the guests at the event are having their dinner in advance of the mayor getting to his feet in a few moments' time uh, to make the presentations. Let's turn now to some of the nominees in the Inclusive Communities Award. This award is made to a community group or initiative that aims to bring together people from different ethnic, faith or economic backgrounds. And one of the nominees this evening is the London Colney Islamic Centre, a group which is set up to provide facilities for the local community, for Muslims and non-Muslims alike. Their representative is Abdul Mahit, and Aline Bavister spoke to him earlier and started by asking him how it feels to be nominated for the award this evening. Well, it is very, very exciting. Um, but it's a, it's a little bit of a, a mixed emotion, really, because, um, you know, everything that we tend to do as part of our faith or as part of our character, we generally do it. You know, there's, there's a lot of importance on sincerity and doing it for for the pleasure for the pleasure of God and and, and along that sort of line, but uh, mm-hmm. not specifically for praise or that level of recognition. But on the other hand, it is also important to you know uh, raise awareness and give recognition to those who are working hard in the community. Absolutely. So it's very, very exciting news. So um, tell us a little bit more about how the London Colony Islamic Centre gets involved in the community. Well, we've been established since uh, 2010 mm-hmm. and, um, and it's still early days, you know, as, as an Islamic, as a mosque and an Islamic, it's still early days. It's not, mm-hmm. We've not passed the decade mark yet. But, you know, we provide uh, education to people of all ages. Um, as young as five, we have little munchkins walking through our door, uh, you know, wanting to learn about life and and having a good time at the centre. And we have people over, you know, who are at retirement age coming and learning and and, and having a good time. And uh, we're not just confined to the four walls, though. We do a lot of work involving the community, both locally, nationally and internationally. And um, we have an open door policy where people of all faiths or no faiths um, are welcome. Uh, as evident in the, you know, we have an annual Ramadan community iftar where locals are invited to break the fast uh-huh. uh, with us. And, and those evenings are just wonderful because we, we sit outside. It's so diverse. People of all backgrounds eating together, breaking the fast together. Such, you know, a, a wide, vast array of foods, diverse in, diversity in that as well. And, and, and that sort of uh, event really opens our eyes to how diverse the community is and how we need to welcome everyone with open arms. Um, I think it was um, last month or the month before where the local churches, where we had representatives from the local churches come and take part and attend our Friday prayers. And then, you know, as as, as always, there's snacks and refreshments <laughs> and, and a Q&A session just to, you know, bring about that awareness and 
we have had the scout groups as well previously. Um, the little ones come and visit and see what really takes place in the mosque because sometimes it can just see, seem like a barrier, you know, as to what's taking place in centers like this. Uh, but it's beautiful, you know, opening the doors for everyone and seeing exactly what happens uh, within the center. It sounds really fantastic and also bringing, you know, people from different faiths and different backgrounds together, which which is what this award is, is all about. It's about inclusivity. Mm. So it's it's great Absolutely. to hear that. Um, are there any new projects for 2018 as well? There are. We actually, we've actually um, just had one where we had a, a big, uh, massive food bank collection for our local food bank, and it was just amazing how much food was was, was brought in. Where you know what, what tends to happen, you reserve a spot within the building, and then after one hour, you realise that spot is not going to be enough. <laughs> you have to quickly change change areas. And, and that is literally what happened. And, and um, so that was a huge success. And we're looking to do that on a monthly basis now. Fantastic. Where, where we, we don't want anyone, uh, again, uh, regardless of background and faith, it's not just confined to to a certain faith. We, we, we want everyone to, as, or as many people as possible, to go to sleep with a full stomach, you know, and, and satisfied and not going through the difficulties of starvation and so forth. And and even in the long run, making the centre a food collection point um, for people because we, um, there isn't one within the close vicinity at the moment. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll do the... Because Ramadan is around the corner, so mm-hmm. um, it's, it's in May. Uh, so again, we'll have the annual Ramadan uh, dinner where the locals will come and, and people from the churches and synagogues hopefully will come and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll break the fast together and and open the doors for them. And, and, and as I said, we, we have, the doors are open on Fridays. You know, anyone can walk in and people have, you know, invited and uninvited. And we're just yeah. as happy for both. And, <laughs> That's and, fantastic. And you just walk in and you can just sit and, and uh, experience what the sermon is about and what's happening and, and just meet, meet each other more than anything. That was Aline Bavister talking to Abdul Mahit from the London Colney Islamic Centre, who are one of the nominees in the Inclusive Communities Award, alongside Ashley Church and the St Albans District Scouts as well. And we just want to wish best of luck to all the nominees in that category. Now, in just a moment, we're going to be speaking to some of the nominees in the other categories. We're going to be finding out all about the work of the Hearts Milk Bank and community project, which uses art to improve our mental well-being. Find out more about those in just a moment. And, of course, we'll be hearing from the mayor as he makes the awards. All the nominees in all eight categories are here in the dining room, eagerly awaiting the mayor to get to his feet and announce which of our worthy nominees will be collecting the award. We'll be speaking to the winners as they're announced and hearing their reactions, but first we're going to speak to some of the nominees in the various categories and find out more about their work and exactly what they do to make all our lives better here in St Albans. The next nominee we're going to speak to works hard to make lives better for the most vulnerable and fragile members of our society. They, of course, are premature babies and those babies who are very ill. And I think, Dave, you went to speak to them. You uh, spoke to Hearts Milk Bank. I did, yes, and, and it was a, a real privilege in a way, I, I think, uh, as you'll hear at the very end of this interview, at about the story that uh, of all the people and all the women and all the lives that they've helped with this. So, Well, we should just say they're a Hearts Milk Bank are a unique community-centred way for hospitals and clinicians to access safe, assured supplies of human breast milk here in Hertfordshire. And Dave went to speak to Natalie Schenker, who's the director of the project, and he started by asking her how she felt about being nominated. 
delighted and amazed and to be honest we're trying to work out who nominated us because we've got no idea but we're very grateful to them. So tell me about the Hearts Milk Bank and how did it start? So it started as an idea about two years ago and after a year of fundraising and acquiring premises uh, we moved into our laboratories at the University of Hertfordshire's Biopark just in April last year and then sent out the first litre of donor milk to a hospital in June. So it was quite a quick turnaround. It came out of an idea that my co-founder and I had, Gillian and I had, which was to create an assured supply of screened donor human milk. Now this is used in hospitals to feed the very sickest babies, very premature babies, for whom human milk is like a medicine. The very best is their own mothers, but quite often mums are unable to provide any or enough of their own milk, especially in those first critical days after a baby's born. And what hospitals were finding is that there wasn't enough availability of donor milk to use it how they would like to use it. So we pulled out of the NHS in 2016 and set up a social enterprise, a not-for-profit, and really have been carried along on this huge wave of enthusiasm to get things done. Um, so we're now supplying a number of hospitals and babies in the community as well. And we have so much milk supplied by so many really wonderful women who want to donate their milk for this that we're supplying it in ways that it's never been used before as well. I mean, the mechanics of it, we're sitting in a sort of semi-laboratory yep. office and, and, you know, <laughs> it just brings it home to you and you're saying yep. you need to get away because of the, the kind of milk run and it's amazing, isn't it? Yes, I mean, it is a, a full process. Our, our team includes um, a former pharmacy technician, so she's trained in laboratory skills. The milk has to be handled exceptionally carefully, screened for any contamination with bacteria uh, and treated to make sure that any harmful viruses are, are destroyed before it's sent to the hospitals um, and I come from a medical background and I've, I've done a PhD in, uh, in a laboratory so really it's bringing all of those skills together with Gillian's expertise in milk banking to create a, a milk bank that's unlike any other in the UK J- Just finally tell me that story again about uh Gillian was describing to us before she had to rush off yes. with the milk because it's, it's a beautiful story yes. and I think this really is why the milk bank was nominated. Right, well I mean Gillian was just saying that she was going to a 21st birthday party for a woman who was born at the time as the most um, fragile, the smallest baby who'd ever survived, uh, less than 500 grams in the UK and that her mum was desperately ill herself and unable to produce breast milk and this baby went through so many challenges and so many complications but survived and that was in large part due to the effect of that nutrition and all of the components of human milk that are not found in any other formulation uh, that protected her immune system and helped her to survive. As things are shifting in how donor milk is perceived uh, as being like a medicine we're really seeing the demand for it increasing every month. Okay, well, listen, all the very best of luck with a nomination. You. you know, you, you deserve it if you win. That's well, what I can that's say. That's wonderful. Right. And if anybody would like to support us, then please come to our website or give us a call, and we'd love to hear from you. That was Dave speaking to Natalie Schenker, who's the director and co-founder of the Hearts Milk Bank, a programme that provides access to safe and assured donated breast milk for premature and very sick babies and such an amazing community project which is making a real difference to the lives of babies who are in most need and also to the parents who are going through one of the most difficult times of their lives and who just want the best for their newborns. Now, one of the other nominees in the Community Project of the Year is the St Albans Art Development Team. They've been running a project called the Arts on Prescription. It's led by 
by artists who have experience in the field of mental health and it aims to improve our mental well-being through art and drama. And Aline Bavister caught up with Rose Gooding. She's from the group and she started by asking about how it felt to be recognised with the award nomination this evening. We're absolutely delighted to receive this recognition. I've just recently taken over running the course. Uh-huh. It's, it's really a testament to the work of my predecessor, Joe Ascom, who introduced the Arts on Prescription course to the district. And, of course, it's a really lovely acknowledgement to all the people who've taken part in the course and the work they've created and benefited from. So can you tell us um, a bit more about what um, Arts on Prescription does and and how it helps the community? Um, Arts on Prescription is a nine-week arts programme for residents of the St Albans district. So it's for people who suffer from mental health issues such as stress, anxiety or depression. It's funded by the St Albans Health and Wellbeing Partnership and we previously offered uh, courses in drama, arts, and creative writing. So the programme has grown out of the increasing evidence from studies that have found that participating in an arts activity can really benefit a person's sense of well-being, from building confidence to reducing social isolation and increasing uh, a sense of self-achievement. So the programme is a form of what we call social prescribing. Mm -hmm. GPs or support workers will refer people to us who they think could benefit from the sense of enjoyment and relaxation that an art class can create. Our participants have reported a significant increase in their sense of well-being after the course, so that's been really brilliant. So um, I understand that you've been busy with some new projects as well, or, or that the um, St Albans Arts team, which you're part of, has also been involved with new projects? Yes. We've recently received support from the Heritage Lottery Fund mm-hmm. for an exciting project called Squat Life. So that's going to encompass an exhibition and some other events exploring the historical and contemporary responses to homelessness. So we're going to have an exhibition at the New St Albans Museum and Gallery mm-hmm. featuring photographs from various squatted premises taken in St Albans by Dave Cotula. And whilst exploring the stories of the squats and those that lived in them, the exhibition will also go further back, looking at the Victorian workhouses and historical attitudes to homelessness. And alongside the exhibition, we've also got a company called Cardboard Citizens coming in, and they'll be working with the local homeless to create a piece which is going to be performed at the Abbey Theatre. So we've got lots of interesting stuff in the pipeline coming up. Wow. that. That exhibition's going to be on uh, this July, July the 14th. So very busy team. Now, coming back to um, Arts and Prescription, what are your plans for 2018? Yes, um, well, we're just starting a new course, which is going to be Visual Arts. Mm-hmm. So that's for nine weeks. That's beginning this April. And we'd also like to, to reach out to other groups in St Albans, making the arts available to groups such as carers and other people who are under stress. Well, thank you very much um, and uh, good luck on your nomination. Thank you. (laughs) That was Aline Bavister finding out more about the Arts on Prescription project with the help of Rose Gooding from the group and also nominated in the category of community project is Sandringham School Youth Health Champions and we'd like to wish the best of luck to all the nominees in in these categories. All our fingers are crossed for you. I'm actually joined now by Aline 
and uh, you did that interview with uh, with Rose. Such a it sounds like a really interesting project, doesn't it? It's really it was really fascinating, and I think you know I think mental health is so important, and um, it's a field that finally people are starting to talk about. Yeah. And to see an initiative like that, which is um, enabling people who have mental health issues to meet other people but also create beautiful artwork yeah, yeah. Um, is, is really great to see and um, it's already having an impact on um, the community because people have been involved in the scheme report that they feel much better so it was a scheme I had never heard of but I yeah. really hope it gains momentum because it's a very worthwhile cause. Well we hope so very much uh, indeed in fact Rose gave you an email address that she wants people to get in contact with with her if for more information about the group it's uh, arts on prescription at onelife.co.uk that's arts on prescription all one word at onelife.co.uk and the one in that is the digit one not the word one exactly so arts on prescription at onelife.co.uk that's right thanks for that Aline. well amanda the uh, stage is set and the coffee has been served and it looks like we're we're just about to get started. Yes, indeed. I've seen the mayor walking around. He's obviously uh, getting ready to, uh, to do his thing. Indeed. And Mark Billsby, who's our host for the evening, is uh, doing his vocal exercises in the corner, I can see. So uh, it doesn't look like we're going to be that far away uh, from the first award this evening, which is for Community Project of the Year. But we'll let Mark uh, explain more about exactly what's going to happen in his speech in just a moment. What's going to happen first is that we're going to hear from the mayor. He's going to make a, uh, a short speech, and then we're going to have... Uh, Mark is then going to glide us seamlessly through the awards uh, in turn this evening. We're just waiting uh, for that to happen. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to call the Washful Mayor up to say a few words, please. Adrian, please put your hands together. Thank you. Respected High Sheriff, uh, Deputy Lieutenant, representative of our sponsors, uh, Morgan Sindel, uh, Red Uverulam, Auckland College, uh, distinguished guest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, may I take this opportunity to say a big thank you for your presence making this a memorable evening for all of us. This evening is all about you, all about St Albans, your aspirations and achievements. And may I take this opportunity to say a big thank you to all present here. And during my year as a mayor, I have met many wonderful people and also a lot of ordinary people from all walks of life who are doing wonderful things for their communities, uh, for friends and their neighbors, and for people they don't really know. And tonight we shall be celebrating all that you do to help make the city and district such a wonderful place to live. We shall be celebrating winners, of course, there are many, many awards ceremony here, awards here for you, for the winners, but you're all winners, uh, and you all give so much to achieve for St. Albans. And as you can imagine, it was a very difficult task to decide on the actual winners, and I would like to take this opportunity to thank my fellow judges, uh, they are sitting 
in, in amongst you uh, to take this opportunity for their time uh, for and contribution. The very Reverend Dr. Jeffrey John, Dean of St. Albans. <laughs> Nick Hazel, where are you? And Nicole Kelly. And Peter Trevelin. Alison Jarvis and, and Chloe Knight, but not to forget our sponsors, Morgan Sindel. I think it is, it is a memorable for us, for St. Albans, and it is wonderful to see many of you together celebrating successes and making things better for peoples around us, for the community around us, and for, for making St. Albans to be proud of us. That is what, what we are. And I'm really, really proud to be the mayor of the city where we celebrate diversity, where we celebrate togetherness, and we are all together in one community and we celebrate successes together. So thank you very much. And now it's time to begin. So your worshipful mayor, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, on we go with this year's Mayor's Pride Award 2018. I'd just like to say that this year we've had over 80 nominations and the judging panel really had their work cut out this year. And it isn't just possible to shortlist everybody. So, if, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't mind, in the Mayor's tradition, we'd like to put our hands together for everyone who's nominated those who couldn't be with us tonight for the Mayor's Award 2018. Give a nice big round of applause, please. So, on we go with the awards. Our first award is for Community Project of the Year, and this award is given in recognition of an outstanding community project that has really made a difference to local people or has helped them make the area more vibrant. And I'd like to invite the finalists up onto the stage, please. Our finalists are Hearts Milk Bank, also a representative from Sandringham School Youth Health Champions, and St Albans Arts Team for Arts on Prescription Project, which sounds very good. Now it's over to the Mayor to open up the golden envelope. And it's not La La Land this year. And the winner is St Albans Arts Team for the Arts on Prescription Project. Yes, the St Albans Arts Team winning the nomination... In our first category this evening, the Community Project of the Year. Uh, arts on Prescription is a fantastic community project that offers creative writing, visual arts or drama led by artists with experience in the field of mental health. And they're going to be honoured this evening as they make their way up to the uh, award area and have their photos taken. Such an interesting, uh, interesting project, Amanda, this sounded like. I, I think so. A, a very creative way of, of treating a very serious problem and something that's becoming a grave issue. I can see lots of faces here that I recognise, and people that know me well will know that short speeches are not what I go in for, but I promise I will this time. 
Um, what you see in front of you here is the um, lifetime of Arts on Prescription. We started about three and a half years ago with Chris, who ran a project called Tell Me on a Monday, which was a creative writing project for people with poor mental health. Um, that inspired me um, to go for full-on Arts on Prescription, where we work in different art forms. Um, we were very fortunate to get funding, and as some of you will know, I've now retired, although I haven't given up, and I will be running Arts on Prescription in other parts of the county, I hope. Um, so I have now handed on the mantle to Rose... So these are the three generations of Arts on Prescription. Um, to the panel who selected us, thank you very much. We're very, very proud of St Albans Arts team to receive this award. Our second award is for Young Personal Distinction. The award is given in recognition of an exceptional child or young person. It may be their energy positivity, talent or strength of character that is a true example to their peers. I'd like to invite up to our winning area up here, Lewis Covey-Crump, Asher Banks and Sharon Kalinga. And the winner is... And the winner is Sharon Kalinga. I think volunteering is really important, especially now, since like the generations are really changing so much, and then to be recognised for such a little thing is just really nice, so thank you. Our third award is for Cultural Innovation. This award is given in recognition of an individual whose ideas, ambition or achievements are an inspiration to others. Please, I'd like to invite the three finalists up to our winner's area. Philip Shad, Helen Singer and St Albans Girls' School, Stags in Colour. Cultural Innovation Awards goes to Helen Singer. Oh, well, thank you ever so much for the people who nom nominated me and who were involved with our project, which was Sam's Roots. So we got funding from the Heritage Lottery Fund to interview 12 members of our community and ask them what brought them to St Albans. And we got an amazing sort of diverse picture of... of people's stories and that sponsored, uh, sort of led to another project called Mapping Sam's Roots and we got over a hundred stories from people in our community but who've come from really all over the world um, and it just shows that every story is worth sharing so thank you very much thank you. <laughs> Fourth award now and this is for the Voluntary Sector Award this award is given in recognition of an individual or group showing through their work that they have really have made a difference to the community for an exceptional commitment to the voluntary sector. Please can I invite our three finalists to the stage. Starscope. <laughs> Volunteers at Radio Verulam. And the lovely people I shared my dinner with Citizens' Advice of St Albans. 
And the winner is... And the winner is Volunteer Sector Award winner is... Star Scope! Yes, that's Star Scope. They're a small charity that they've been running for 63 years, Amanda. Amazing. It puts the... Puts even something like Radio Verulam into Indeed the pails, it, it does. They uh, support uh, families and people affected by cerebral palsy. And again, they've been running for 63 years. Yeah, great, to see that, great to see that recognised. Absolutely, it? it certainly is. And I think uh, just as they're having their photos taken and all the nominees and the winner are having their photo taken with certificates with the mayor, and I believe that someone from their number is maybe making their way up to the microphone to say a few words... We'd just like to say thank you very much to everyone for voting for Starscope. It's a real honour for us to get this on behalf of our group. We have been going for 63 years and (laughs) it is becoming increasingly difficult to keep that momentum going but there are eight on the committee and we all give our time freely. We support children and adults with cerebral palsy in the St Albans region. No age limit at all. So if you know anyone who has cerebral palsy who might want to get in touch, we have a website, Facebook, Twitter. And we provide small grants for people for equipment, something to help them with their daily life. We have another fund for leisure and pleasure activities and another fund for communication and technology devices. So we do a lot of fundraising behind the scenes to try and keep everything going. And this is a really big boost. Thank you very much. Award number five is for inclusive communities. This award is given in recognition of a community initiative that generally unites people of different ethnic, faith or social economic backgrounds. Please can I invite our three finalists up to our winners area. The St Alban District Scouts. The London Coney Islamic Centre. And Ashley Church. And the winner is London Colony Islamic Centre. It's a real privilege to be here. Uh, and a big thank you to all those who um, took part in the voting. And I, I genuinely just want to give a special round of applause to St. Auburn Scouts and Ashley Church for all the hard work they're doing. So thank you. And um, the Lona Connie Islamic Centre will definitely use this as a motivation to continue working harder to build bridges. And if any of you are ever driving past the centre on High Street, then feel free to pop in. We can have a chat over a nice meal and a cup of tea. Not as nice a meal as we've had now. <laughs> but rest assured, the love and warmth will hopefully substitute the dour taste. Thank you very much. Our sixth award, our sixth award, is for Environmental Champion of the Year. 
This award is given in recognition of an individual or group showing exemplary innovation or commitment to green action within the community. I'd like to invite the finalists up to our winners area, please. Food Smiles St Albans. <laughs> Food Waste Ninja. And Eco Council. And the winner is Food Waste Ninja. Yes, brilliant. Well done to Food Waste Ninja. Heather, Sabrina and Ruby, uh, they're at the uh, winner's area at the moment, just getting their winner's certificates, along with all the other uh, nominees as well. Such a brilliant project, this sounds like, Amanda. Absolutely fantastic project. It has to be said, all three of the finalists would have been great winners, but it is wonderful to see that their creative approach to such a difficult problem has been recognised and rewarded. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. So let's see if... uh, one of their number is going to come to the microphone and give, make us uh, say a few words for us. Um, first of all, thank you very much for the whole Mayor Award. Uh, it's been absolutely amazing. We loved everything about it. Um, the Food Waste Ninjas was the product of Sustainable St. Albans. So we got the idea, but we wanted to start, it, start the project in school. Um, so we got 10 schools at the, at the moment, and we are teaching more than 2,500 children about food waste in St Albans, London Colony in Harpenden, and one of the group is Home Education Group, which normally don't get that exposed, but we thought that we'll bring them in as well and have them participate. And it has been absolutely amazing. This would be impossible without Sabrina and Heather, who has been working with me together on this project. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Our seventh award is for Community Orientated Business of the Year. This award is given in recognition of a local business that is working with the public or voluntary voluntary sectors on initiatives that generally benefit the local community. I'd like to invite to our winners area the Hertfordshire Practical Parenting Programme, Odyssey Cinema, And I've got to get the accent right. Yield fighting cocks. And the winner is Hertfordshire Practical Parenting Programme. Yes, the Hertfordshire Practical Parenting Programme. They're uh, making their way to the uh, award area at the moment and all the nominees are getting their certificates as well. Uh, They have over 15 years' experience providing support to families in crisis. They deliver packages of support tailored to the individual families and seeing many positive outcomes as well with reductions in demands on services like emergency departments and social care and also on the police as well. So a real positive benefit there uh, to our community. And there they are at the moment, uh, just getting their photos taken along with the other nominees. From There's Christo there from the Old Fighting Cox and also from the Odyssey Cinema as well. And I think... They're going to say a few words. I'd like to say thank you to St Albans District Council for supporting vulnerable families throughout the years that we have worked in partnership. Um, We have impacted on a lot of lives 
for vulnerable people and I hope the partnership can continue. Thank you. Going off script slightly for a minute, um, what I love about coming to these functions is that we do a nice bit of networking. And the winner of that category said, I hope I'll get free cinema tickets. <laughs> Our eighth award is for Community Champion of the Year. This award is given in recognition of an individual who has regularly given up their spare time and frequently goes out of their way for other people within the local community. Can I please invite our three finalists up to our winning area? Hilary Taylor, David Law and Freddie Latham. The winner for the community champion is Freddie Latham. Thank you so very much for this very special award. I am really proud and happy and it is because of the people who sponsored me. Thank you to all of them. And Jane W. and Gemma from Oaklands who helped get monies and Bev who runs with me sometimes. We do a lot more runs, including the St. Albans Half Marathon, if you want to sponsor me. The problem is my dad who runs with me. He is too slow and I have to push him up the hills. Thank you again, Mr. Mayor. And everyone who helps me. Thank you. Thank you. A great round of applause there. And a standing ovation, no less, for Freddie Latham, who is the community champion of the year. Just reading through the notes in the programme, Amanda, he's faced some really difficult challenges this year. And he's still found time to help other people. Indeed. I've just become, I've just become very nervous that uh, <laughs> Mr Latham will be doing this job next year. <laughs> and guess what? He could do it a lot better than I could. Now, we come to the final award of the evening. This award is the Mayor's Special Recognition Award. This award does not have a nomination or judging process, so the judges, you may now relax. They've been living under the sort of threat of being beaten up with all the people that didn't quite get there this year. They've been looking out for the impressive and far-reaching impact of groups and activities that go that extra mile. The official description of this award is an inspirational individual or group making an outstanding impression on the mayor in their year of office. Did I mention, Mr Mayor, that you look well presented? You are a great mayor. Thank oh, you I, very much. I can't be considered. Okay, fine. Okay, well, let's scrap that then. So now, I hand you over to the right worshipful the mayor to present his award and introduce the worthy winners, Mr. Mayor. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. Uh, before I say a few words, I'd like to thank few thank few individuals who has worked tirelessly to make this evening. Uh, enjoyable for all of us. And it's Katie Fowler who has done all the work. <laughs> Starting from asking for nominations, managing the website, getting the nominations, and putting it together and promoting it to individuals, to groups, and communities, and keeping me also on my toes <laughs> to promote. The Mayor Pride Award. So, can, ladies and gentlemen, can you 
Give her a round of applause. And now the difficult task for me is, and it's not a difficult task, but it's an opportunity for me as a mayor to personally recognize an individual or a group who had made an impression on me during my year in office. And I think, and you all will agree with me, that this is a very difficult task for the mayor. And I have genuinely been impressed by so many that I have met over the past year. I met, I went to every event, met youth, elderly, senior citizens, community groups, but the people who stood for me as a mayor is a very, very, they have achieved a tremendous achievements in our district. As a mayor, we initiated a discussion group called WhatsApp group, uh, known as the Mayor Initiative. And we discuss ideas how to engage with local communities, uh, local groups, and especially youth. And we met and we agreed to set up a, a scout group in St. Albans. The individual I met uh, took the ideas on board and started working on it. And it was a daunting task, let alone for two young individuals, adults, whose experience of scouting uh, in the UK was very limited, or is limited. And they might have limited knowledge of project management, or team building, or leading team. And some of the tasks one has to go, I have here amongst us chief commissioners of the scout for the county, and they were there to support them. Uh, they were networking with the scout associations, uh, Muslim Scout Fellowship, uh, with Islamic Center to negotiate if they could run the activities there, and setting up an executive committee, registering the group with the scout associations, recruiting suitable adults for many roles, section leaders, uh, assistant section leaders, helpers, volunteers, section assistant, and young leaders and also taking a task of arranging a training, arranging and attending a training, uh, a role which requires the role to be known well. Uh, and this was a different training commitment for three years, checking DBS for the leaders, for the section, section assistant, and the volunteers. This list is not exhaustive, as there is so much more that has been done during the discussion we had. And through this highly complex process, the two young men have shown tenacity, diligence, respect, tolerance, and passion for their culture, for their culture, and scouting. Desire to enhance their, desire to enhance their own lives and those of others, young people in the district. And the capacity to grow, the capacity to listen to others, and taking their ideas on board. And negotiating with organization and adults to make informed decision while studying for higher education. They both are at university, uh, attending University of Hertfordshire. And throughout my observation, they were focused and reflecting on the enthusiasm and warmth of the community and the desire to integrate. Are successful in establishing the first new Muslim scout group known as Ansar Scout Group of St. Albans in about 40 years. And I believe this is the first in Hertfordshire. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm very pleased, and indeed, to be able to present the Mayor Special Recognition Award 
two, two individuals, and they're going to share it, is Mathieu Rahman and Omar Kulbain. What have you done today to make you feel proud? So, um... Once upon the time, me and my friend, who uh, unfortunately couldn't make it tonight, um, we sat together at a local breakfast um, restaurant, and we thought about some problems we have um, in our communities around us, in our clubs we attended, at our schools, with our friends. Um, and we thought of, of starting something of investing our time in something. We, we were very inspired by a few individuals, um, a few community leaders around us, um, and we thought we can contribute somehow. Um, one way we, find f we found, um, and, and really when we, when we, we, we did kind of a research, and um, we ended up at scouting. We met with a few ladies from the district and we realized how, how great of an idea this is, how, how the values of scouting are hand, go hand-to-hand -hand with everything we try to achieve, and we, w the way we saw our friends and our, our youth around us, all of that was encompassed by scouting. Um, so we went with it. Um, it, was, it was very challenging. It it wouldn't have been possible without the support of these ladies, Mr. Mayor. Um, really, they did great. Um, their support was immense. I would like to thank you all. Um, please, put your hands together for them. <laughs> and as they say, the easy part is now done. It's all about sustaining and supporting this for the future. And uh, we hope for the best. Thank you. Thank you. So, Northern City District Council would like to also thank Morgan Sindor for kindly sponsoring this year's event, along with Radio Verum, Oakland's College, for their contributions to the evening. Deputy Lieutenant, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the Mayor of St Albans City and District Council, thank you very much for coming tonight. I'm Mark Billsby. This has been the Mayor's Pride Awards Ceremony 2018, and so we wish you a safe journey home. And until next time, good health. I hope you've made some great friendships tonight, and thank you for coming. Good night. So with that final awards, that brings our wonderful evening here at St Michael's Manor Hotel to a close. And what a wonderful evening we've had, haven't we, Amanda? It's been fantastic. We really have done some really inspiring people here today who have achieved some amazing things and who have touched the lives of so many people throughout we've, St Albans District. We've seen the pride of St Albans receive hugely deserved awards and speaking to all of those that give their time and energy into making this life in this wonderful city better for all of us. On behalf of Radio Verulam, I'd like to thank very much our roving reporters, Aline Bavistat, Amanda, thank you. Thanks also to Dave Adcock. A huge thanks to our backstage team. Our engineer this evening was Dave Neal, very ably assisted by Alex Thomas and Ed Baradell. Our outside broadcast manager is Clive Glover. Social media was provided by Denise Parsons and Peter Glover. And from all of us here at St Michael's Manor Hotel, we'd like to again congratulate all the winners and nominees. And until we meet again for the next Mayor's Pride Awards, it's goodbye for now.